you're listening to a Trav Market Media Network podcast. This is a pretty good choice if you ask me. Find more podcasts at travmarketmedia.com. Hello and happy rerun day Monday. These episodes released on Mondays are throwbacks to the past episodes of Travel Radio Podcast. You may even hear them mentioned as travel agent interview as that's what the first 75, maybe, I don't know, 50 episodes were under travel agent interview. Uh, But these episodes are some of the ones that I thought were really valuable and that had great content, but that you may not want to scroll back or even be able to scroll back in your podcast player 150 or 200 episodes. So I'm going to rerun some things that I think are amazing and that the guests are worth listening to. And that could be a resource to you, the travel planner. Or even if you are a traveler listening and you want to find a travel planner or had not considered using one, you might find someone with a great knowledge base that could help you get on your next expedition, cruise, honeymoon, gal pal getaway, I don't know, whatever it is you're looking for. I hope that you find it on Travel Radio Podcast and that you, um, yeah, that you all recommend this to a friend and leave a review if you have a moment. It really helps me personally, um, as far as the podcast getting found in the search engines. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great day and enjoy. This is Megan Chapa of Travel Radio giving some quick announcements and updates before we get into Judy Yurza's Catholic pilgrimage for uh, the Easter season episode today. Um, one, I want to say Happy Easter. That's something our family celebrates. And to those of you that celebrate in, in the style that we celebrate, um, He is risen. And I'm sure you are saying He is risen indeed. Back to me. So thank you. For new listeners... Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Same for old listeners. The podcast was picked up by some news aggregate sites or like content curation sites. And it was, it has made a huge impact and listenership has just about quadrupled. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I want to thank my sister for coming out for a week. And she also recorded an episode that will come out shortly on traveling Virgin Airlines or flying Virgin Airlines for the first time. And then I just want to talk about, um, we like to talk travel gadgets. And one thing that has come up recently is the Baobax brand. If you listen to the New Year's episode, we reviewed the Baobax travel jackets, which I think was an over-promised and under-delivered product. And the quality was just really shoddy. So they're coming out with travel trousers, um, And I just want to caution you, listen to the episode before you purchase those things. And the idea behind them, I'm sure, is lots of pockets, lots of hidden features that solve your travel woes. But listen to that episode before you spend your monies there. Um, In the means of talking good travel products, I was able to test out the Cozy Phones Sport version this week um, for adults. And uh, it's a neat product and it's going to solve my problems. And I'll do a full review on it in that my uh, Apple earbuds, ear pods, whatever they are, they're just a little bit too big for my ears and they do make my ears ache after a while. And this is a, kind of a neat solution. It's a different sound quality, but um, I'm not going to say bad sound quality, but it's like being in a room 
rather than having it in your ear. It's, it's interesting, but it's, it's comfortable. So I'll do a review on those shortly. And also, um, I want to talk about the Contigo travel mug. I just, excuse me, filled up. Um, I just filled up my husband's Contigo mug, one of the last remaining ones we have with coffee to send him out to work for the day. And he was really sad his last business trip that he came back because he left two of them in California. And probably over the last five years, I think that we've probably purchased about 20 products from them between water bottles for children and these insulated mugs. And we just keep leaving them on hoods of cars and roofs of cars and driving away, leaving them in hotel rooms. It's kind of a tragic situation, but we like them so much that we have spent hundreds of dollars on Contigo products. And if you have a child, the nice thing about the Contigo travel mug is kind of like the camelback one where it flips forward. This one actually has a little flap that comes over the mouthpiece. So if your kid drops it, the mouthpiece stays clean. So I like that feature on it. And then the other thing is that they stay hot super long for the travel hot cups. Um, I have a friend that I gave one to as a gift. She was an Air Force pilot at the time, and she was flying out of California and headed to Germany, and then she was dropping palletized rations to peoples in war zones um, out of the back of her airplane. And in on this trip, she took it from California full of hot coffee. She arrived in Germany, something like, I don't know, I don't know what the exact route was, but it was a 12-hour stint. And I don't know how she still had coffee in her mug, but she did. And she said it was still warm. It wasn't piping hot, but it was still warm. And it was in one of these Contigo mugs. And the nice thing about the Contigo products is that um, some of these Air Force squadrons out there will only allow you to have one of these mugs because they are spill-proof. Some of the coffee mugs have like this neat feature where... Anyway, they can't just tip over and spill. And when you're in an environment with, you know, millions and millions of dollars of equipment, that liquid is a problem to interact with. You got to have kind of some insurance on your coffee mugs. So all to say, they're not sponsoring me, but it's a good product. And as I only had one of these mugs to fill up for my husband this morning, I thought, wow, this is a good product and I should talk about it. So that's a little freebie for Contigo, and I hope you guys find their products as great as we do. And with that, I want to say, let's have a great episode with Judy Yerza. Happy Easter, y'all. Bye. Hello, and welcome to Travel Radio. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and I am privileged today to have Judy Yerza back on the program. Welcome, Judy. Hi, thanks for having me, Megan. Yeah, I'm glad to have you back. And it's a really, you know, we'll get into our Easter themed episode shortly. Uh, but you are the, I think that the ideal guest for this holiday season. So, um, I'm excited to get into it. Uh, but, but first I wanted to one, read a review that we got and then two, talk about cozy phones because you're the person who introduced me to them. So. Firstly, I'll read this review, really quick one. It's from Jonathan1218, five stars. A unique perspective on a lot of world travel I had never even considered. Very informative and entertaining, exclamation point. So thank you, Jonathan. So anyway, that's good. And and there, it's, it's nice to hear that he, it was an introduction and perspective on world travel that they hadn't considered because that's the goal. And Judy, when I first interviewed you so long ago, I did not know that there were people planning 
specifically Catholic pilgrimages to the, to the level that you really do it. So, I mean, I knew people were doing trips to Jerusalem, but you really do a, a great job and, and we'll, uh, we'll get into that. Um, I have the privilege of being testers, a reviewer for Cozy Phones, which is a company that you introduced me to because we like to talk yeah, travel fine. gadgets. And can you tell, can you describe the product and then also why you like it? Well, I came across the product because uh, I was searching for headphones for my daughter. Um, we were traveling with her overseas for the first time and she was a month and a half or a year and a half. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just figured I don't, you know, she was, we've gotten her into, um, playing educational games on the iPad mm-hmm. and she really loves songs. So we thought this will be a saving grace on our long flight to Portugal. And I was looking for headphones that would fit, you know, a little head like that. And yeah. I came across these cute headphones and they're so, I guess typical headphones, you know, are just the standard, like over your ears and there's sort of like a band over your head. But mm-hmm. this is like, a, um, but they're this really soft material and it's actually like a hair band, but it goes, you know, it kind of goes over the child's forehead, um, over the ears. And, um, they have like these really small headphones inside and, and, the volume control is really great, so it's not too loud, blasting your child's ear. Mm-hmm. And they have these cute little um, decorations. So I believe the one we purchased for her was the purple frog. But there was a lot of cute ones to choose from. And they're they're comfortable. Um, the noise control is great. And they stay on. They, they don't slip off because mm-hmm. they're not those typical big plastic things, you know. And, they're, and the other thing that was important for us was, she can lay down and still yes. listen to stuff. So yeah. yeah, they're comfortable and she, she loved it. So now we actually have them for our other little one, um, just for in the car and definitely when we fly. So yeah, yeah it's really great. Yeah. So I preparing for our transatlantic cruise, I wanted to order some of these and it was actually difficult uh, because we're currently, you know, the origin was starting in the UK. And so I was actually having problems uh-huh. getting them off of the Amazon website. So I tried to order oh. them from the Amazon UK website and they were, you know, like twice as expensive. So I went directly to the Cozy Phones website and I selected a pair to order. Because at this point it was like getting down to the wire. I had really delayed and I just, uh, and, and they were better priced on their website. So I ordered both the Unicorn and the fox, which they are super cute and had them (laughs) delivered to us and they made it in time. And then, um, and then what else? Oh no, I did order them off of Amazon UK because, because I couldn't get them time from cozy phones, but they had a link on there that said, Hey, partner with us. So I, I clicked on that and wrote them an email and told them about the podcast and my statistics. And they, they obviously thought that they were good. So they said, yeah, please be a product demonstrator for us. Um, so they're actually sending me, they have adult ones now that are sports ones that are in a mesh headband yeah. instead of the fleece. So that, um, yeah. so I haven't received them yet, but I'm excited for it. And um, the cool thing about the cozy phones, I don't know if you've taken them out yet, but we actually had a lice scare. So I had to take them out of the headbands, like the actual speakers mm-hmm. and wash the headbands 
and then, you know, reinsert them for the trip home. So we had a life scare while on vacation. So that was horrible. Uh, turns out we didn't have it. Thank God. But my daughter's school here is like, it's like overrun. It's disgusting. But all of that school nonsense aside, yeah, they washed up fantastically and we were able to put the headphones back in, um, really easily, of course. And then they, it was an overnight flight transatlantic on the way home and they fell asleep with them in and, you know, I just unplugged them and they just slept the whole time. And it's a cold, it's cold on the airplane overnight. And so these are nice fleece. So it was like, it kind of made me feel better. Their little heads were a little wrapped up in these, you know, adorable headbands. And now they want to wear them without the, without the, you know, actual ear speakers in they just want to wear them, but I'm afraid that they're going to lose them and then I won't be able to. So I've taken them back and put them all back together again. But all I have to say, um, that's my relationship with cozy phones at the moment. We're demonstrating some products for them, but I had also purchased them because it's a good product. And, uh, Judy is the one who introduced them to me and there'll be a full write up on the site by the time this airs. And that, that link will be in the show notes. So Thank you for introducing me to Cozy Phones. Uh, it's been a it's been a good product for us to use, and I'm excited for the adult version. So, there you go. Yes, I'm excited for the adult version too. Please let me know. Yeah, I'm excited because like it's mesh, and so you you know it's meant it's it's meant for you to sweat in it for working out, um, and then you can wash yeah. the band. And then they also have a sleep version for adults, which is a fleece version for for sleeping in. So which I thankfully don't have problems sleeping, but I can imagine it would be really helpful for people who do have problems sleeping. So there you go. Right. Well, Judy, enough about those things. Let's talk about the star of the program today, and that is you. So would you take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your specialty? Sure. So again, my name is Judy Yursa, and I specialize in uh, Catholic pilgrimages and uh, multifamily vacations, which a lot of times overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Catholic pilgrimages, um, it's usually a faith-based um, vacation that either couples or solo travelers or families opt to take, uh, something where they want to deepen their faith, they want to visit the you know famous sites of um, that they've heard, you know, either in biblical text or in their religious education. Um, for example, right now I'm working with a family of seven that are looking to travel this summer to Rome, Lourdes, and Paris. Uh, and mm-hmm. um, they're actually still thinking about a day trip to Assisi. Uh, wow. I was trying to let them know that their their days are very short. It's, it's a 10-day vacation that they have, um, but they're, they're still debating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's just so much to see in the cities that they chose. So mm-hmm, it's just like, mm-hmm. ah, you're already kind of out of time. We never talked about your Paris trip. You just took a Paris pilgrimage with your kids. I did. Yes. <laughs> it was oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, yeah, I went this fall in November um, with my two girls. So they, let's see. One of them was still three, and the other one was just one. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it was, you know, the over the transatlantic flight was okay. <laughs> yeah. Which airline <laughs> did you there. take? And what airline did I take? 
I think I, I don't remember. Oh, Swiss. Swiss Air. I've not flown yeah. Swiss Air before. Okay. All right. So we'll give yeah, it an okay were, for with children. It was okay with children only because, you know, my, my little one just refused to sleep. Uh-huh. Um, he was more interested in the screen in front of her, <laughs> which she was quiet. And actually, I got a lot of compliments from people around me that said, you mm-hmm. know, your, your baby was really well-mannered. And it was just unfortunate for me because I wanted to sleep, but she oh. wanted to watch the cartoons that were being featured. Yes. And it was really great because it was a touch screen, so she could kind of do it herself. Oh. Um, so, yeah, that was, you know, it was just the you know the idea that I had to stay up with her and she had a cozy phone so she wasn't disrupting a lot of people except me her mother her mother with the yeah. bright screen so, <laughs> so so yeah it was it was actually pretty good so then taking these kids that are that are very young to these sites like yes. did you observe like a moment that they connected were you able to see anything where they were connecting with what was being put in front of them or you're hoping that they'll look back at the videos and be like, I was there and it meant something or what did you think? Well, to be honest, for my one-year-old, the religious sites, I would say no. I think she's just too young. Sure. Um, But my little three-year-old, yes, there was moments where, you know, for example, we went to Notre Dame Mm -hmm. and just by coincidence, the crown of thorns was on display. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I ha- kind of had to like, check back, like, what? Is, is it really? And then I, you know, I had to read all the little side um, banners to make sure. And I still kind of kept second guessing myself, like, really? It's just, it's like just out here? Like, they just have it out? I just, yeah. <laughs> and when I finally realized it was really it, you know, I explained it to her and she, yeah, it was like a little moment where she was just looking and she was just like in awe, like, wow. Like, and I think we all were, my husband, myself and her, my baby, of course, is just wanting to run around. She wanted to leg it. <laughs> she was not happy in her stroller. Um, you got a stroller so in there? Husband, I did. Well, I did a little umbrella stroller. Okay. That'll um, work. Yeah, yeah, if you have the bob, yes, I, moms listening will know what I'm talking about. Don't bring the bob inside that cathedral. No. It won't work. No. Yeah, I, I only do umbrella strollers, which um, are a little bit tricky on the gravel, you know, on the not the gravel. The but cobblestone. The, um, the cobblestones outside, but it's fun for kids. The kids love it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, inside places like that, it's really great because, you know, they're just so like kind of compact and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you don't feel like you're so much in the way. Right. But yeah, the, um, my, my little Lucy, she, she really liked that. And then when we went to church on Sunday, I picked um, a church that, let me see if I remember the name, St. Sulpice. I'm maybe saying it incorrectly. Maybe it's, I want to think like Italian, maybe Saint Sulpice. I'll take not your sure. word for it. But <laughs> yeah, they have um, one of the second biggest organ type organ in Europe. Cool. And it was just 
to me, it was like magical to hear, you know, the pipe organ being played mm-hmm. on Sunday. So they did a little concert before um, the service. So before mass and then after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was just, I, she was really giddy. Like just thought it was so cool. Cause it, I mean, you could just hear it all the way outside before cool. we even got in. <laughs> cool. So, That's yeah, really cool. That was neat. Yeah, that's and neat. I think she liked different, you know, the grandeur of it. So, like, things were so big. Like, the Louvre Museum, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with the palace is so big. And, you know, and she had seen things like the Hunchback of Notre Dame. So oh, yeah. She was excited about Notre Dame. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just little things. Um, and it was really fun to practice French before okay. you know we we all as a family kind of practice that's cute words that's so good. that at least when we order things or you know talk to people we can say hello and goodbye and so it was really fun as a family to learn that you know my three-year-old even you know she was saying merci and oh, bonjour she, you know to, yeah she really got into it and I think those kinds of things are really fun and to this day, she still tells people. I mean, it hasn't been that long, November, but mm-hmm. she still remembers a lot of, of it. And she actually always says she wants to go back. She asks all the time, when are we going back? That's awesome. <laughs> so something that you're not planning, but that you, you know, you at the moment, but that you do plan for people is an Easter pilgrimage route. And since we are yeah. coming up on Easter, I thought it might be a good opportunity to talk about that pilgrimage, talk about some of the history for people that might be interested in that uh, or hadn't considered it and just might want to know about it. So, cause that's what we do on the show, introduce people to new types of travel and that they might not have known existed. And, um, yeah. So would you give us a history of, of like the Easter pilgrimage? Definitely. I'd be happy to. Well, there's so many different options um, mm. for this type of travel. Uh, there's, I, I mean, I, and I'm not embellishing in any form. I, I, there's got to be like hundreds mm. or even thousands of different mm. tours. Um, some of my favorite are either anywhere from nine to 12 day tours mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, it sort of encompasses all of the sites in the Holy Land. Mm-hmm. So um, just to give a little background, I know we we went a little bit over the nativity in our last um, interview. Mm-hmm. So Easter, for those that don't know, is a Christian celebration of Jesus Christ's resurrection from the dead. And it, it's preceded by a 40-day um, sort of season, a solemn season um, of what we call Lent. It's um, It consists of fasting and prayer penitence, self-denial, um, almsgiving, and um, a lot of Christian de- denominations, they celebrate this, like um, Anglican, Eastern Orthodox, Lutheran, Methodist, and the Catholic Church. And they do this to unite their hearts um, with Jesus. Um, and it's, they, um, it's sort of in collaboration with um, the Gospel of Matthew, Chapter 4, the mystery of Jesus in the desert. So mm-hmm. the church, the you know, they go through this solemn period where they're, you know, just like Jesus, they, they're 
fasting. Uh, Jesus, of course, did not eat. And um, he was tempted by the devil. So for us, you know, in, in reflection, we, we kind of think about our temptations and we think about our relationship with God. It gets us a little closer. Mm. Those 40 days lead to what we call the triduum. It's Holy Thursday um, where we celebrate the Last Supper. And um, for Catholics, it's an even bigger commemoration. It's uh, when the Eucharist is instituted, the Mm. body turning into bread, the wine turning into divine blood. Um, I can go into so much more theology, but I'll just leave it at that for now. <laughs> That's pretty but... good. That's good. <laughs> and um, then it goes to Good Friday. Good Friday is uh, when Jesus Christ is crucified and um, and died. And so for Christians, we believe that on the third day, He rose again. So Holy Saturday is a day of mourning. And then Easter Sunday is this big, joyful celebration, you know, where he came back from the dead. Um, so that's sort of the Easter season. So it goes from a really solemn time and sort of for Christians, it's like a day of waiting. It's, you know, because we know that Christ is coming back from the dead. So mm-hmm. um, then it's a, a really happy and joyful celebration. So a lot of the my favorite Holy Land pilgrimages, they sort of encompass the whole story of Jesus, which mm-hmm. I know we went into a little bit on the last um, interview, but I like when they start from the beginning. So okay. in Nazareth, um, when you know the Virgin Mary was told by the angel that she would carry a son and his name would be Jesus, and there's uh, pilgrimages that start there. Um, they go to the church where that happened, the Church of the Annunciation, um, they also encompass Bethlehem, where Jesus was born, um, and you know the the Jordan River, where Jesus was baptized. And there's so many different um, pilgrimages. And I know um, for ours, there's for a lot of the, the ones that I have, um, you can renew your baptismal vows. And people that have not been baptized can be baptized in the Jordan River, which is just amazing. Yeah. to be in the same place where Jesus was baptized. And I've seen videos, and it's just, it, it brings tears to your eyes. It's just, it's so beautiful. Hmm. Um, there's, and then they also incorporate, or incorporate Galilee, which is a city where Jesus was said to um, really preach. Um, it's where he walked on water. It's where he preached the Sermon on the Mount. Um, there's just so many different um really great places as far as, you know, biblical references. Mm-hmm. And then it leads you to Jerusalem. And Jerusalem has, um, it's it's really great because it, it's a melting pot of religions. And even, you know, there's so many different Christian denominations, but it's there's still that um, the outline path of where he walked, Jesus walked, with the cross, mm. which they, it's, it's referred to as Via Dolorosa. Yep. Um, and I think that's just amazing that, you know, that, that it's still there, that people can walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Is you it know, like crazy through. crowded all of the time? Yes and no. So I'm told that if you go really early morning, if you, 
because I do recommend an escorted tour, but mm-hmm. it can be arranged where your escorted tour can start super early. Mm-hmm. I think that early mornings and late evenings are best. Mm. Um, and then there's also just the different seasons. So I know around Christmas time, we went over an activity and I think that would be a really great time mm. actually for Israel, um, fall and winter, just because the weather is a bit better. I know in summer there's just so many crowds and that's of course because schools are out Sure, and a lot of, you know, families tend to go at that time. And if that's when you can go, I mean, I, I still would not try to talk you out of it because it's, you know, it's still something to experience no matter what. If, if you're a teacher and that's like when your time is for vacation, you know, I would still say, I would, I would go. I wouldn't let the crowds determine me or, you know, my family. Yeah, you're pretty and passionate. Everyone's you go. Definitely, yeah, everyone's definitely respectful, too, which is really great. And, um, you know, there's the church where um, there, there's a basilica that was placed in the place where Jesus' tomb was. And that is divided by three different Christian denominations and all around the clock, there's different services happening and hmm. you can actually um, place your hand like where the tomb was. And it, it's just, it's incredible how hmm. respectful and how, you know, how that just brings people together. It's, it's really beautiful. So the, like I was saying, there's anywhere from an eight day to it honestly goes on to like 15 days um, if you'd like. But I have some really great nine and 12 day excursions that, you know, they incorporate all of these sites as well as um, a little extra. And I know I went over some of these during Christmas time, but um, you know, you, you fly into Tel Aviv. Um, They also go over Jaffa, which um, is an ancient port. So, Mm. Aside from, you know, just doing the religious, you can see a little bit of the historical surroundings, which I also just tend to really love because, you know, it, it, it is one thing to to go for what you're going for. But I, I think listening and hearing the, the rest of the history and the culture around it, it just sort of helps to build the whole puzzle, you know, if that yeah. makes any sense. Oh yeah, it gives a um, lot of context. Yep. Right. Um, it also includes um, different Roman amphitheaters from the time in like uh, Caesarea. Um, there's also, I think, I believe there's um, another Roman site in um, Roman amphitheater in Bet Shean. And this particular itinerary also goes through Cana, which was the site of the first miracle where mm. um, Jesus turned the water into wine, mm. uh, which is really cool. Um, Sounds cool to there's me. There's just so many different itineraries to choose from. And um, a lot of them even come with um, a spiritual guide. So for example, a lot of the Catholic pilgrimages that um, I affiliate with, you know, they come with a priest um, for spiritual guidance or other religious leaders such as radio hosts or authors that um, that lead tours. So mm-hmm. aside from getting um, a local guide that will, 
you know, take you to the sites and sort of explain things. Then on another level, you get um, someone that's going to bring it into context into, you know, into your religious um, education. Mm. So, yeah. And they have those, I'm, I'm assuming for, because these happen for Christians, Catholics, Jewish communities. I'm assuming that you can get one for all of them. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Nice. So, Judy, what do you know about visa requirements for traveling to Israel and um, some of these locations you have on your itinerary right now? Well, as of now, as of March 30th, 2019, U.S. citizens are still able to freely visit Israel just with a passport, with a U.S. passport, Mm -hmm. um, unless the travel is over 90 days and then visas are required. But things are changing pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I know in Europe there's talks of um, visa requirements now for U.S. citizens are actually trying to get that um, changed so that um, for security purposes, a lot of um, European nations are hoping to get that established. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would check before traveling or ask your travel agent, of course. Yeah, of course. And, you know, the yeah, your travel agent will make sure you get this all. And if your travel agent doesn't do that, you need a different travel agent. So, um, yeah, anyway, you can, you can go to... Um, you, I mean, you can just use Google, obviously, but you know the State Department has all all the requirements on it on their webpage. So I'll put that in the um, show notes. So even if it changes, just click through the link, and as they update their website, you'll see it. So um, I'll put that in the show notes. Um, what would you do for money while traveling through Israel? My recommendation would to uh, exchange. I always say about a couple hundred dollars. Um, at your local bank so that you have money as soon as you land, you know, for mm-hmm. tipping, um, for food, as, you know, if you're a little hungry, you want to grab some things. And then once you're at the destination, I always say to exchange directly from a bank or from an ATM. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. exchange rate places are usually the highest um, exchange rate. Um, yeah. And even sometimes hotels have big fees. Um, so I would, that, that would be my recommendation was, is to go directly through banks. Yeah. That's what, um, we're experiencing here also. I mean, in England is, and it's just to go to an ATM because there are certain things that you want to use cash for. And it's interesting, um, that, um, here they use contactless payment on their phones, so it's so universal here. It's contactless or cash. Almost no one uses a like an actual physical card anymore. And so when I use mine because it's still really? chipped to a US bank, yeah, I have to sign for it, which holds up the line and it makes people super irritated. Like just tonight at the grocery store, people were really irritated with me because I had to sign and no one could find a pen. So uh yeah, oh. that <laughs> yeah. But um but the thing that I like about using cash is that if you have the cash in hand, well, I guess there's a risk because you have cash in hand. However, there's less risk of you having your credit card information taken because you already have the cash in hand. So I guess there's pluses and minuses in the sense that you could get robbed, but at the same time, you you know, they only have whatever you have in your pocket. They don't have your bank information. So 
Um, right. Anyway, that's just that's just a thought. Not that and well, Israel specifically has a problem. I'm just saying in general with international travel. Right. Yes, in general, and you know, there's so many great um, travel bags uh, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. are, you know, they have sort of like the the metal um, inlay kind of. So yeah, that the RFID you can't cut through them. Yeah. Yes, and. I, you know, I purchased one and it's sort of like the over the shoulder. And when I, you know, travel, I usually carry it mm. in front of me. It's directly in, you know, and I, I even keep my hands on it. Yes. Um, I'm just that kind of person. Um, but I've also seen and heard of the sort of the belt. What is it? Like, it's kind of like a fanny pack, but it's sort of like. I was like just going to say this. The fanny pack <laughs> is like on the way back your in Europe. Yes. <laughs> But they call it something else. They call it like the a hip bag or belt. something, or a belt yeah, bag, something like that. Oh man, there is yeah. actually a leather one. It's it kind of like reminds me. I think like Laura Croft. This would be her fashion piece. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a leather bag that it goes through your belt loops, and then it it's this one like it kind of hangs down one of your thighs. Like it, it rests on one of your thighs. Um, but I like oh. that idea because it's in front of you. Uh, I just took this trip to Las Vegas last week and I thought I'm going to bring this backpack. Like I got this, like, don't judge a gold leather backpack. Yeah, I did. And <laughs> I was like, this is going to be classy for a conference, a little bit nicer than like a real backpack. Cause they give you a lot of material and it'll, I'll be hands free, shake hands, blah, blah, blah. Except for it was always on my back. So I was like, Oh, it has a phone for my pocket to sl- or a pocket for my phone to slide in a pocket for my business cards. And then the whole time, because you're all, I mean, Las Vegas is the most bumping I've ever seen it during the daytime and then twice as busy at night. It's crazy. So every time you get bumped into, I'm like, someone's robbing me. So, um, I end up wearing the backpack like a pregnant lady in the front. So yeah, so that, I don't know what those bags are called, but there's a couple that I've seen, I think actually on Amazon and maybe one on Zappos, and I will post links to them so people know because it's a little bit cooler than a fanny pack. <laughs> like if a little have, bit, yeah. If you have to do it, <laughs> do the one that looks like a belt from the back. So yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, we got a little off track. Somehow, there. when okay. I yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind looking a little silly as long as my stuff is secure. Especially, yeah. uh, in, I think in most big cities, if you're sightseeing, there is the risk of pickpockets. So mm-hmm. I always let clients know, just be sure to hold on to your belongings and, you know, just use common sense. So yeah, keeping things in front of you to me makes sense. I, I wouldn't mind looking a little silly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, for me, because I'm always also chasing a kid, like having a shoulder bag on, is just, you know, that bag's coming off your shoulder when you're and they have an expression in this country called legging it, which means your kid has bolted and, and they're legging it. Oh. They're running away. I love it. It's a good expression. But yeah, when your kid's <laughs> legging it, that, that, that hobo bag that's so cute on your shoulder, it's going. So although yeah. it could be a formidable weapon if you need it to be like, you know, because I've always got like tons <laughs> of kids stuff in there. It weighs a ton. But yeah, anyway, there you go. So, um... <laughs> I don't want to derail too much from the conversation. What else should we talk about for, you know, um, an Easter uh, time pilgrimage? Um, what am I missing? What have we forgotten? What about, um, 
What about language requirements? You you always recommend a guide, so it's not going to be too much of a challenge. Yes, I do, especially for the Holy Land. I strongly recommend a, a tour, a, a guide um, for the entire time. I, I think that's probably the best way to, um, you know, to obtain security and just the overall wealth of knowledge that you're going to get from a guide. Mm. I, you know, I, cause at times, you know, you say, Oh, I can just kind of go through this museum or church on your own. And you sure can, but you wouldn't get those extra tidbits of detail. And for the Holy land, I always think of it sort of like a bucket list destination where I don't mm-hmm. see people returning multiple times. So I would say, try to get the full picture if you're there. I would, you know, take it all in, everything, you know, get mm-hmm. every little tidbit you can. So I would, I would recommend um, a guide, and, and they speak English, of course. Mm-hmm. But the other thing I was going to mention, because there are, you know, well, actually before I kind of segue to something else, a lot of these tours, they are made for, you know, multi-generational families. Okay. They're, they're created for that, you know, as far as, like, they will adapt to um, older folks, you know, with mobility issues. Okay. Um, in fact, I, there's a lot of travelers like this in Holy Land because, you know, sometimes I get that question, like, oh, I would like to go, but I don't know. I mean, I, like, it's my a lot of walking grandma or something. a wheelchair yeah. or right. And, and they, you know, the great thing about these tours is that they can modify that type of transportation. So hmm. where, you know, you can get the driver to drop you off a little closer. Um, you know, they can modify as far as like getting you into a lot of these, um, museums and churches and so on. Hmm. So, hmm. You know that is that shouldn't be an issue. Mobility is it, they they have really great um, you know arrangements for that. And then as far as kids, you know we don't also want to deter kids from going to these really magnificent places either. Mm-hmm. You know, I people are very um, understanding, and you, this it's not like it would be frowned upon. You know, okay. if your child is legging it <laughs> or you know. Um, being a little loud. I know I've certainly been in that situation where I've, I've traveled to something, you know, to a church and it's, it's very quiet and people are praying and meditating. And then, you know, my daughters start screaming and, you know, people still smile. And some people, you know, they've been in your position. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's okay. Um, So I would definitely tell people, you know, this is a really great, um, you know, family thing to do with, with the grandparents and the parents and the aunts and the uncles and the cut, you know, everyone can kind of, um, get a little bit out of it, but mm-hmm. and you're together. Like, yes. And you're together. Yeah. It's, awesome. Yeah. I think there's a little something for everyone. Um, but aside from that, I think there are people that just, they would rather there's cruisers out there that would rather, cruise and then get a little bit of tour and then go back on the cruise ship. And there is definitely that option as well. Okay. So there's a, a great variety of cruises. There's Azamara, Oceana, Royal Caribbean, Norwegian, Crystal, and Celebrity mm. that all offer Holy Land cruises. Mm. And 
um, yeah, there's different itineraries um, to choose from, and um, some of like even Viking offers one that's um, that that's offers probably a, little a good one. Land. Yeah, mm-hmm. Viking. It's sort of all encompassing. It's like um, I believe it's called Cities of Antiquity and the Holy Land. So yes. it begins in Rome and it kind of gives you the like a little bit of the background, and then it goes into Greece, then to Jerusalem, um, and it and it goes sort of through a little bit of the cities that I was mentioning, like Nazareth, mm-hmm. um, Galilee. Um, it definitely crosses through the Jordan River, and then. Um, it goes back to Cyprus and to Greece. So you get a little bit of more of the biblical context. Um, and, the, you know, Viking also has those great day tours. So you know that you're going to get an excellent guide. No, Viking um, is awesome for a high-end experience. So it's like you're sleeping on a five-star, yes. you're sleeping on a five-star hotel, you're getting amazing meals. And Viking, they place a premium on being able to offer tours and excursions that other people can't offer or don't offer at the time. They get these exclusive contracts. Like they did the whole Downton Abbey. That was their whole, like mm-hmm. no other river cruise ships did that. So if you were to book that sort of thing, um, you know, th- they have some pretty exclusive things. They also do some really neat offers in partnership with travel professionals. So um, that's something that you yeah. would want to do through a travel professional because there do, t- do tend to be some good deals there. So um, as far as, you that's know, what I was, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's what I was going to mention too. I'm glad you mentioned it because for, for all of these cruises, especially something like this, where it's, you know, a bucket list destination, I would definitely talk to a travel professional because like you said, like they, you know, these lines partner up with, with travel agents and, you know, a, a lot of times we can give some of those really unique cruises that no one else has there. There's no other itineraries like it mm-hmm. and you can't find them even on their website, on the Viking website, on the Oceana website. Yeah. Um, awesome. But yeah, the agents have um, availability for, so that's really neat. Well, Judy, how can people contact you? Well, um, I have a website at www.stchristophermissiontravel.com. It's S T. Christopher mission travel.com and that has all of my information. I'm sure the show notes will also have my phone number mm-hmm. and email. My email is really long. I apologize when I first came up with the name and my email, I just thought it would be easy to remember. But after about a thousand times of telling people over the phone, what my email is, I realized it's really long. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's Judy, J-U-D-Y, at stchristophermissiontravel.com, which is really hard to spell out when you're doing, like, S is in Sam, T is in Tom. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if people click on your picture, which is, I think, you in a yellow dress, uh, it will come to your guest page, and they can either select email, website, they can select all of your things, and they can get, so they don't even have to type it out, they can just go to your guest page and select email and it should populate their email, you know, their, whoever their email client is with your email address already in the two lines. So don't worry about that folks. We've got it covered. So there you go. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. Well, Judy, is there anything I'm missing? Well, I think we covered it. Yeah. Just it's some good stuff. I think if people are, yeah, I think if people are interested in something like this, they could definitely reach out to me 
I love this kind of stuff. Like this pilgrimages are just something that really brings me joy. I get so excited for people Mm. going and I'm excited to work with people on, you know, the route on, or the route, I should say on, you know, what the flexibility of, um, you know, your budget and we can get all of that lined up. Um, Awesome. Yeah. I'm happy to help. And to plug Judy's passion for these sort of things, she is the only person I know that has done a religious Catholic pilgrimage for her honeymoon. So she's not lying. (laughs) She wouldn't do that. So there you go. Well, Judy, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for talking cozy phones. And I don't know if I mentioned that we're giving a pair away. And by we, I mean cozy phones is actually giving a pair away uh, to a travel radio podcast listener. And the way you can enter that is during the month of April, which is when this will air. Um, you just sign up for the newsletter on the webpage, and it should just uh, a bubble should populate. Do you want to sign up for a newsletter? You do it within the month of April. Uh, we'll pick a winner in May, and they will send you out a pair of your choosing. So, and they even have Paw Patrol now for kids. So, yeah, that's a good deal. And if you know a single mom or someone that wouldn't spend the money on these things, they're awesome. Like, yeah. Enter them in the contest, please. It's a good deal. All right. Yeah. Well, Judy, that's all I have. I'm so thankful that you took a minute to be on with me. Yeah, and, it was um, fun. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I agree. Well, then we'll just say goodbye now. This is Megan Chapa saying good night. Sharing is caring. Pass along the word to a friend. This and other exceptional podcasts can be found at travmarketmedia.com.